0: Hello and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Today we are at Salt Lake City Fanex with special guests Darcy Stone and Eric James Stone. Welcome. Thanks Thank for having you. us. So first, um, I guess we should talk about um, just Rise of the Future in general and the value of it as a contest and, and from your perspective as writers now, no longer aspiring writers, for anybody who might be listening to this as an aspiring writer.
1: Well, one of the things I find so impressive about the contest is that there's no entrance fee. So anyone can write a story and submit it. You can submit more than once. One of the winners this year, I think it was his 47th story. So just keep trying and you might, you know, get the gold. And the fact that there's no entrance fee really means it's open to anyone and the, the judging is blind. So they don't know if you're a girl or boy. They don't know if you're a 10 year old or a 50 year old. You've got an equal chance if you write a good story.
2: Yeah, and um, when, I, when I kind of first heard, really heard about the contest, I, I decided that I was going to start submitting uh, to it every time until either I won uh, or until I had published so many things that I was no longer eligible. Pro out. Yeah, and e- either of those is a great outcome, and so that's why I encourage people to, to do that. Basically start submitting. Make it a goal to submit every quarter, uh, because that deadline, I find, helped, really helps, helped to push me to write more stories and to get them ready for publication. Um, and uh, so then, yeah, I ended up as a published finalist and then as a winner uh, in volumes 20 and 21 of the, the anthology. Good. Now, we've,
0: we do really well on this contest in Utah. Do you have any speculation on why that is, since you're both from Utah?
1: I think that Utah has a lot of interest in sci-fi and fantasy in general. And then I know some of the big judges are from Utah, so Dave Farland and Brandon Sanderson. Uh, and so we have some local judges that kind of help promote the contest.
2: Yes, uh, and I, I think uh, there's, there's been speculation about why uh, Mormons do so well in, in writing science fiction and fantasy. Um, I think it goes back to Orson Scott Card, who is one of the contest judges. Because uh, he basically was one of the first Mormon authors to rise to prominence uh, in a a genre, and so people were like, "Oh, you know, I can I can do that. I can become a science fiction writer like Orson Scott Card." He's got his
0: book too on on writing. He tells people to enter the contest.
2: Yes, uh, yeah, his his book on books on writing are are excellent sources of of learning and yeah he, he in fact was one of the people who encouraged me to enter the contest when i was taking his writing workshop
0: well now you've been coming to the award ceremony since you've been a since you were a finalist and a winner um how have you seen the the progression or, or the evolution of the contest over the years that you've been involved because that's like 16 years
2: yeah it's it's re- been really impressive the, the the quality of the 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 writing winners just goes up because as it gets more competitive, it uh, you know, the, the stories are, are better and better. Um,
1: and I think the artwork as well.
2: Yes. The illustrators, uh, uh, their artwork has grown by leaps and bounds uh, in the time since I was a winner.
1: And the award ceremony itself, every year you're like, how are they going to ever outdo this? And then the next year they manage to knock your socks off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh when we did this year by having our, our sixteen foot robot, you know yes, that yep. was that was quite a, a caper there. So on um, from your perspective, what was the most valuable part of the of the whole experience of Rise of the Future? From either from submitting and just you know submitting to the contest, uh, winning the workshop, the award ceremony, the media, the Connections. What, what's been for you?
2: Yeah, that, I mean that's a difficult question to, to answer. I mean, uh, when I was just starting starting out, decided sure. to, to become serious about writing, the the contest deadlines was the most important thing to me because it, it I'm kind of a lazy person by nature, and so having a, a deadline and a goal really helped me to get just get writing and to polish things up so that they would be ready. Um, then, after going to the, the workshop, uh, I mean, just meeting the judges and the, all the advice that they gave was, was valuable to me. Um, in the long term, I think just the connections I've made with other writers and with the judges uh, have, have been valuable. Um, and so, yeah, they've really helped my career to progress good
1: yeah and I know for me it was just a really big confidence boost uh, to get the grand prize when I wrote the story originally it was mostly just for myself I had just planned to you know write a story and Eric was the one who encouraged me to submit it to writers of the future and I hadn't really expected it to re- to go far and so when they called me back and said I was a finalist and then eventually the grand prize winner I was like hey wow I can I must be good at this. And so <laughs> now it has encouraged me to keep writing. And I'm, I'm hoping to, to get some novels published. And I've been talking with some Hollywood producers that are interested in turning the story into a movie. So we'll see if that goes anywhere.
0: So that movie, I mean, that uh, story was called?
1: Mara's Shadow, and it was in volume 34. It is a medical thriller.
0: It's an amazing story. And the, and the uh, antagonist in the story is?
1: Is a moth. So, any of you that have bug phobias, it's a great story for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sam, what was your... You had two stories, so... Yes, I had two stories. Uh, The first was a published finalist in Volume 20 called In Memory, Uh, and it's about a mathematician whose mind has been uploaded into a computer, Um, and he discovers that there are some holes in his memory. Uh, And then uh, my winner was in Volume 21 called Betrayer of Trees, and it's a fantasy story about uh, someone who betrayed the sentient trees that his people lived with back when he was a, uh, a young man. And now as an old man, he's returning uh, and discovering what the consequences of that betrayal were. So on, as you
0: go forward now, like, what's your, what's your drive now? Are you, You've done a lot of short stories. What about novels? Yeah, I've
2: had about 50 short stories published yeah. in various places. Um, uh, I have another short story coming out in analog science fiction uh, probably in about two months. I, I've also had my first novel published by Bain Books. It's called Unforgettable, uh, about a CIA agent who can't be remembered more than a minute after he's gone, trying to prevent a supercomputer from taking over the world. Um, and I'm I'm So, they, where can people get that one now? Uh, that's available, uh, you know, at Amazon.com, of course, uh, and uh, it may be in some bookstores still. It came out a couple of years ago, so, um, and I'm currently working on the sequel for that, uh, and as well as working on some short fiction. Good, and then your plans? Uh,
1: yeah, so I'm working on turning my winning story into a full-length novel, and then I'm also working on a middle-grade fantasy novel that hopefully I'll have done in the next year.
0: Oh, good. Now, are you guys planning on doing any, like, uh, working together, like what Kevin and Rebecca Anderson do, Ke- Rebecca Mesta and
2: Kevin Anderson? We don't currently have any plans for that. At some point, we would like to be in a book together so we can both sign it.
0: <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. So um, there's a particular story that you guys, every time you've been on a panel, or and definitely every oh. time we've been talking, that's just a real fun story about sizes of awards. <laughs> yes.
2: So yes, I, I was uh, a second place winner in my quarter of Writers of the Future, and uh, so I, I have a trophy for that.
1: Yes, a little trophy, because then I won first place in my quarter for Writers of the Future, and my trophy is significantly bigger.
2: Yes, but I, you know one of, one of the stories that I published after Writers of the Future was a Nebula Award winner, and so I, ha- I have a very nice Nebula Award trophy.
1: But it doesn't compare to my gold pen grand prize trophy, which, if you've seen it, is big enough that it needs its own suitcase to get home from the airport.
2: Yeah. I have to admit, it is a bigger trophy than
0: mine. <laughs> That's a, that was a, the first time I heard you guys do that back. I said, wow, that was just, that was too fun.
1: Yes, and we have all of our trophies lined up on the piano at home. So it, it looks quite impressive, all of them put together.
0: I'm sure it does. So what um, advice would you give now to aspiring writers who might be listening to this?
2: Um, the, the number one piece of advice I would give is, is write and submit. Um, but uh, I worked for uh, about five years as an assistant editor for Orson Scott Card's Intergalactic Medicine show online magazine. And the things, the, the most important things that I learned from doing that and reading all those slush manuscripts was start with an interesting character doing something interesting um, and then nail your ending. Don't let it fizzle out at the end, but make sure that it's a satisfying ending. Uh, Stories that that do both those things uh, tend to to do pretty well in trying to get published.
1: And I think my biggest piece of advice would just uh, being being able to accept criticism of your of your writing and then improve on it. I know sometimes we get very emotionally attached, and so when people give us advice of how we could make it better, it kind of hurts our feelings. But I think to become a good writer, you've got to be willing to see your strengths and your weaknesses, and then improve as you go and listen to that feedback.
0: Thank you very much. Now. The, um, the type of stories for Rise of the Future are age-appropriate for middle school on up, and up, that might have something to do also with the type of writer that's able to submit and and, and win. Um, but one thing that's really, that I've observed, and just because you told me about the type of story you wrote, is Rise of the Future winners tend to be five to ten years ahead of the curve. Like the stories that will win now, because one thing about winning this it can't be like another one of those kinds of stories. It's usually a, a new a new bent, a new twist, like when the whole thing on, on steampunk became very popular, it had already been published in Rise of the Future five to 10 years earlier. You know, when you did your, your stuff on, uh, your story on um, the uploading
2: consciousness, the, the one that you... Yes,
0: yeah. That was ahead of the curve.
2: Yeah. It, um one of the things about uh, science fiction and fantasy is that fresh voices tend to bring new ideas into the genre and uh, take the kind of cutting edge and uh, science and then take it further into to science fiction. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's why science fiction and fantasy are always looking for new authors uh, that'll bring some fresh perspective. And so that's one of the great things about this anthology is it's all new writers. And so you get to see some really fresh perspectives.
1: Well, And it also is good advice if you want to be a winner is don't just read a story that you liked and then imitate it. You've got to make a story that is your own, that has a new idea, so that you have a chance of standing out from the other thousands of submissions.
2: Yeah, and uh, go ahead and put... Put yourself. Put as much of yourself and what's really important to you in the story, because that's uh, you know what you are passionate about. That comes through in your writing. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: So, any other any other tips before we uh, wrap up this interview?
2: Um. Yeah, uh, Heinlein's rules of writing: Uh, you must write, uh, you must finish what you write. You must submit uh, what you write and not change it uh, except for edit- if an editor wants changes. Um, and th- then uh, to keep st- starting over and, and, uh, and do it again with a new story. Good.
1: Yeah, and just don't be afraid to submit even if you don't win the prize. They will be very kind to you when they tell you you are not a winner. So if you have a story that's just been sitting on your hard drive for months and you don't dare to show it to anybody, well, get online and submit it to Writers of the Future, and who knows, it may go somewhere.
0: Thank you very much. For anybody that is inspired by this, uh, go to writersofthefuture.com to be able to, uh, you can create your account there and upload your story. And thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by L. Ron Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. So long from Fanex in Salt Lake City.